0: the fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters. <coughs> Just to, to recapitulate after the third August built the creation, <coughs> the palms are also prepared. And there is a state where a gradual evolution of form, the souls are made to enter into variety of forms, and ultimately through a process of evolution, the human form could be built by the third abbots with the help of the devas which was found to be a replica of the macrocosmos into that form, the entry of the soul is considered to be a fulfillment as far as the work of the third logos is concerned. (laughs) The work of the third logos is complete and completed successfully. After a lot of experimentation, there has been tremendous experimentation with the forms, building the forms suitable to the souls, which have different states of fulfillment. And the creation, and the earlier creation, But when it went into dissolution, the beings were differently fulfilled. There are those who are fulfilled, say about 85 percent. There are some fulfilled up to 70 percent. Some fulfilled up to... 56 percent. Some fulfilled up to 42 percent. Some fulfilled up to 28 percent. Some fulfilled only up to 14 percent. I divided 100 percent by 7. Because there are seven planes of existence. All the seven planes at the same time they get dissolved, <coughs> just like a building with the seven floors collapse according to a plan. So there are beings in the first floor, in the second floor, third floor, fourth floor, fifth floor, sixth floor, <coughs> differently fulfilled eh, in creation, different planes of existence. Actually, existence is one, there are different planes of awareness. Though in common parlance we say there are seven planes of existence, the truth is it is seven planes of awareness. That you know as you go deeper into understanding. We are all in the same floor now. But then awareness is different. The planes are in relation to awareness but not existence. The existence is common to us. What is the best in the world? What is that? 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 So the different planes of awareness, the stone has a state of awareness, the plant has a state of awareness, the animal has a different state of awareness, the man has still different state of awareness, and the planetary deva, solar deva, cosmic deva. These are the seven planes. So what is it common for all these planes is existence. What is uncommon is states of awareness. All are aware, more or less. So when everything goes into dissolution, when again it is to be brought back, first the palms have to be prepared for the souls to enter. Just like we prepare houses to enter and stay in them. We prepare houses and later enter into the house to live. Like that palm, creation has to come, in, the palm nature of creation has to come into which there will be descendants for residence by the souls. The souls are the residents. The souls are not the palms. <coughs> Basically we lose this distinction that we are the souls and we have a palm. That is the fundamental step of knowledge. The fundamental step of knowledge is we are not the farm. Farm is the facility. We are the residents of the farm. We are the indwellers, that's what he said. The indweller gets into a mistaken identity and he promotes himself. He de-promotes himself eh, to be a, the farm. He thinks he is the farm. But the truth is, he is not the farm. He is the dweller of the farm. He is far superior to the farm in terms of awareness. His occupation of the farm enables the farm to function. So the Creator built so many varieties of farms with the help of devas, as an experiment with different permutations and combinations. Different permutations and combinations. That's why when you read Purāṇas or secret doctrine, you find variety of forms which don't exist today. Variety of forms which existed in the beginning don't exist today. That what is being taken as the movies like Jurassic Park and all that. Pam sival. Today you don't find automobiles as you would have found
1: in the beginning of
0: 19th century or 20th century. You have different models, isn't it? Likewise, we have different aircrafts. We have different vehicles. And we hardly see a, a heart, a horse-drawn chariot or a bullock cart. We don't see them anymore. Why? Because there is an evolution. So the palms have evolved eh, quite a bit. All these forms are mentioned eh, by Madame Blavatsky in Secret Doctrine when she narrated about the first fruit trays the second root race, the third root race, the fourth root race, and we are now the fifth root race as Aryans, as Aryans. We have been through all these forms. We are the original residents of this planet. Don't think we came just now as in the Aryan times. We were also in the were there during Atlantean times. We were there during the Lemurian times. We were also there during the Hyperborean times. And we were there during the time of White Island, with different forms. And ultimately, in evolution, we are today in the form which we are now. There were times where we had palms of twenty-eight feet high. Then there were palms of twenty-one feet high, height. Then there are palms of fourteen feet high. And now we are supposed to be of seven feet. Is the optimum height that we can reach, seven feet. And we are still going down and down, getting into a dark, dark system, dwarf. these are palms, they are not the souls. It's like we had had different houses at different times, you know. If you go to any nation it had different houses in different times. So identity with the palm is only for purposes of performance. It should not be an identity, it should be a relation. Different forms existed at different times, and there is an evolution of forms. More and more the forms are getting refined. That is the work of Manu. Manu Manu Vaivasutta is the one who is in charge of formations, and there is a triangle working with him that continues to evolve better and better and better forms, more and more sophisticated forms. There is a continuous program of evolution of forms. (coughs) The souls, according to their eligibility, according to their eligibility, they are offered forms. That's where their awareness counts. you are almost
1: very little aware then you are in the
0: mineral kingdom.
1: When you are in a dreamy
0: state of awareness, you are in the plant kingdom. When you are in a kind of awareness where you have developed some memory, you are in the plant animal kingdom. When you have developed, the palm itself develops these things. That’s why mind belongs to the palm only as I was experiencing. And when you are able to touch the brim of the memory, you are looking for a second of self-conscious state. That's where the human form is available. That's why all beings are not offered human forms. The human forms are offered for those who are eligible to, to be in the human form. According to eligibility, forms are given. Don't think all beings deserve to be in the human form because this form has greater potential, far greater potential than animals, than plants, than minerals. It has even greater possibilities than devas. That's the beauty of the human form the devas cannot touch down. The planetary devas cannot touch down. The solar devas cannot be even on the planetary states. The cosmic devas, they cannot descend so much. So even for the cosmic intelligences, solar intelligences and planetary intelligences, to touch down they need a human form. So we you have stories in every theology where the angels come down as humans. Angels come down to be human to get certain things fulfilled. Because the, the potential for fulfillment is at its optimum when one is in a human form. Such a privileged form it is, the human form. Because it offers an expansion into planetary, solar and cosmic planes, It offers an ability to relate to animal, plant and mineral. So there are three planes down under, there are three planes up above, each in the middle. That's why we say that human kingdom is the fourth kingdom. So, it is the kingdom where yoga is possible, because he is just in the middle of He is equidistant to divinity and mundanity. Human. He is equidistant to him, divinity and mundanity. Three higher planes are there into which he can ascend. via the heart, ajna and sahasara. There are three mundane planes which he can descend into, namely solar plexus tractor and muladhara. See how beautifully we are positive. And as the scriptures say, among all the forms that are created, the most privileged form is the human form. Since it is most privileged form, it also has the concurrent responsibilities. In creation, privileges do not come without responsibility. When there is a privilege, there is concurrent responsibility. Man thinks of availing privileges without performing the related responsibility. That's where he gets stuck in creation. Greater privilege, greater responsibility. Isn't
1: it? We only see the privileges said. We
0: don't see the responsibility said. That is a clear indication of fall. Today at the global level People are informed of fundamental rights. But the majority of the humans do not know the fundamental responsibility. Should we not teach the fundamental responsibilities first and later inform the rights? If you only inform the rights and do not inform the responsibilities, you are only promoting irresponsible people. Irresponsibility. That's what happens at the mundane level, the mundane intellect. Always thinks of informing responsibilities and does not concurrently at least inform the right. Always inform the rights and they don't even think of concurrently informing the responsibilities. Isn't it? The responsibility is the basis for the privilege. But if you leave the basis and only take to the the privilege, then you are a prodigal son or a spoiled child. Many children, they get spoiled because they only know their rights. They don't know their responsibilities. The scriptures inform the responsibilities of the human. The word scriptures. They don't so much speak of the rights, they speak of responsibilities. If you are responsible, the nature offers the needed privilege. We all wish to fly like the masters of wisdom, you know masters of wisdom, can move in air. They can move in air, they can disappear in one place and reappear in another place.
1: These magical things are very
0: fascinating to us. And we also wish that we should get that, get that facility. What for? What for? They got those facilities because they have assume greater responsibility. And when you assume greater responsibility, greater privileges happen. Today what is happening, we are only aware of our rights, not so much of responsibility. That's why the humans are stuck to, to, to accept and to reside in a human form, is a greater responsibility than that of an animal. If a being enters into an animal body, it has lesser responsibility. If you enter into a human body, you have greater responsibility than an animal. That means what? You cannot behave just like an animal. You cannot behave just like an animal, because we have taken to a different equipment. You can't ask for an aeroplane and think of moving in the streets of a town with the aeroplane. That's why the scriptures say it's a great privilege coupled with responsibility To enter into a human form, because it offers several possibilities and several responses. So the incarnating soul, as we started the seminar yesterday, a day before yesterday, it was searching for place, suitable form to enter into. form to enter into. And it verified so many forms. He found those forms are not good enough. Why? Because he has grown to certain state of awareness. He has grown to certain state of awareness that he was looking for appropriate form. Just like when we go to new cities, we look for an appropriate house for us to stay. We can't stay in any place and in every place. Isn't it?
1: So he found a very
0: beautiful farm, a very attractive farm, A very attractive. And he saw some details of the farm. Some details are mentioned yesterday. Some more details we mentioned today, of the form. Having seen a few dimensions of the form, puranjana, meaning those who is intending to enter into the form. Puranjana means the one who is entering into the form, the one who, the one who enters the form. That's why I called the seminar as citizen. enters the one that lives Enters and lives in a city. City is the farm. The fundamental understanding of the city is farm. <coughs> you have different cities meaning different formations. So he saw a farm which seemed to be very agreeable. What did he see? He saw a farm with nine orifices. Seven in the head and two in the lower part of the rear part of the body. And he found it is spacious enough. It has different thresholds, which I explained yesterday.
1: It has a good
0: life flow system, meaning ventilation. It has a good light flowing system with windows. Light and life, meaning awareness and life. Light. light and life, it he it found its functioning well. And there are appropriate machines that conduct life, that conducts awareness, and machines that digest the food, machines that cause Transmission of pure waters, and then also systems where the used waters can get out. Finer system. There is a water system. There is a dining system. There is an electrical system. Awareness. There is a system of life. All things are there. Thresholds are there. Plexus are junctions are there. Electricity. Like important junctions are there. And then transforming machines are there. Adequate warmth is there. Adequate warmth is there. He felt he should enter the system. There are two ways of doing this theme, which I have been thinking from yesterday. One theme is to do it in detail. One one way is to do this theme in a very detailed manner, as it is in the scripture. Another way is to do this in a manner which I can very quickly complete. (coughs) So I thought over in the morning during the prayer, which way shall I follow? I thought, let me do it in a detailed manner. When we do it in a detailed manner, I cannot assure you that I complete this theme this year. (coughs) But nevertheless whatever is known is known in detail. (coughs) So, later, if, if anything is left over, it will be done next year. Even if you don't come, the cassettes are there if you are interested. If you are interested, you can listen to them. Isn't it? I don't say that we have to come next year. <coughs> because the, <laughs> the, the fundamental right is free will, isn't it? No teacher can ever... Step up on the free will of student. The most sacred thing that a teacher holds always is free will. He will never. I spoke to you about the master yesterday. The master with whom he makes all his verification. Very very easily we forget the master. Isn't it? But it is, along with the Master, he moves all over. That was the story. Because he and the Master are no different. He is an expression of the Master. The Master is the Master of the universe. You are an expression of it. So he says, I am always with you. But for, if you wish to consult. That's what I explained to you, that one sentence, where he says, I am always available to you as a friend. I do not step into your free will. I do not intimidate. I do not interfere. But I am available for you to consult if you want. If you don't want, I just remain dormant. That's what he says, yesterday itself, in our story, <clears throat> I will just repeat only one part of it. He is the true friend that always thinks of our welfare, the Master in us. Don't look to the Masters outside. There is a Master in us. In each one of the beings there is the Master. This I explained to you yesterday, which we very quickly forget. And we think we all exist, while Master is also existing. So, he is an ever and ever well-wishing for energy he, he, he always cares for our welfare. And he is not the one who ex, is expressive he, he does not express, he does not impress, he does not influence. He does not inform unless you see Such a gentle presence. By himself he does not express. Never, and much less he impresses. He has no anxiety to impress anyone, like a human being who would like to impress others, you know. His ignorance to think of impressing others doesn't stay long. If others get impressed, it is their problem. We don't have to impress anyone. This extra work of marketing, to impress, is not there with the Master. Trying to be extra smart is not there with the Master. He is neither expressive nor even enables his existence in us to be known to us. So subtle. is not everywhere present in a cognizable manner, but he is present everywhere. That's what I have written. In the entry itself it is said Truth is everywhere, but we are absent. Truth is everywhere, but we are absent, so truth is, is not revealing to us. That's the highest secret, which is displayed even before you enter into the building. Our brother Navanitam, he made a, what you call, a, a flexi of it. A display. Truth is everywhere. If you relate, it is there. Otherwise, you don't relate, fine. It has has no consequences, but the one who is not relating to it has consequences.
1: So the one statement
0: which is, he is ever wishing our welfare, and he he is not in action. He is not in action, but he learns his presence. That's the quality of the Master. He is not expressive. And he is most proximate association that one can think of during this incarnation and even after the incarnation, he is there with be, us, before incarnation, during incarnation, and even after incarnation. That is his quality. So, the incarnating soul in the story, he says, this form looks to be suitable to me, I would like to enter. What do you say? The master said, yes, it is true. <coughs> you can enter into it. But remember, it is so very engrossing, its ability, its beauty, its light, Meaning, the palm also has its abilities. It has its light. It has its beauty. It is unparalleled. Unparalleled. So, as you enter into it, you stand a chance to forget me. You stand a chance to forget me. But remember, if you look to me, I am always there to help. This caution he gives. And then he approaches the farm and there is a beautiful dialogue that is set between the farm, with the human form, and the soul that enters into it. That is the beauty of this scripture. This, the one who approaches the form, which is the... It is the soul that approaches the palm. say and farm yesterday. It is by our own volition we have taken to the palm, and the palm agrees on account of our eligibility.
1: <coughs>
0: we have gained certain eligibility to have a human palm. When a child wants a motorbike, what do, what do the parents say? No, not now. It's too dangerous for you. You will make accidents. So we don't give you a motorbike. But as the child grows, and again after some time when he asks, can I have a motorbike now? Then you will say, yes, you can have a motorbike. So eligibility test is always there. So that's why the master said, okay, you are eligible to relate to the palm to enter and to function. So the soul approach saying that I, I am eligible to be with you, to be to reside in you and I like you, you're very beautiful. All those romantic dialogues I explained yesterday, I don't have to repeat. It. With how much romance the soul expresses towards the palm. And I also explained that it is the soul that seeks the form. It's not the form that seeks the soul. Why does the soul seek the form? It seeks the form because it has to fulfill. There are certain things which are not fulfilled in it. It is the unfulfilled state of the soul that seeks the form. So as it sees the the dialogue as is given in the scripture is the approaching soul asks the palm, What's your name? Who are your parents? What is your name? Who are your parents, you know? Just like a boyfriend approaches the girlfriend, they like each other and then they would like to know each other. First, what would you would like to know? He would like to know the name, and then the mobile number. Is not this? First the name and then the mobile number, today. In those days, <laughs> when Puranyana wanted to enter into the farm, he only asked for the name and the name of the parents. Then the lady smiled. What is your name? What is your name? What is the name of this soul? What is the name you have? What is the name I have? There are no names. How intelligent is the form It says, you have been seeking the name, but uh, it's it's a matter of evolution through which it has come to be what it is. Who are the parents? Is the question. Who are your parents? The parents keep changing from each incarnation. This incarnation we have a set of parents. In the incarnation before we had another set of parents and another name. And if you trace back there are so many parents and so many names. Which is yours? Which is yours? Neither you have a name nor I have a name. Together we shall make a name together. When do you name a child? Only when it has entered, when the soul enters into the womb, of a lady, then you will think of names. Until then there are no names. Isn't it? In the East we think of a name only after he comes out of the womb. But in the West, because the, the moment he arrives, already a name should be given. Therefore, you think of names much before. But you don't think of a name even without conception and pregnancy. Do you? How can you name something which is not there? How can you name something which is not there? You know that something is there when there is a conception and a pregnancy. So then you think of a name. So is it a true name or is it an attributed name to the form and to the soul? A name comes when they are together. Do you ever think of this dimension? Before its entry into the palm. No name is given. The palm also has no name, the soul has no name. When they are bound together by their union, a name emerges. So the, the name is a, just a label. There is no such thing as a permanent name. how the lady, it's, she speaks to the man, That, uh, let me say what it is, what exactly it is here. Neither you nor me have a permanent name or permanent parents. Neither you nor me have, have permanent parents are permanent names. So, when there are, see when there are no names, and only forms and souls, to distinguish these forms by races, white race, black race, brown race, this race, that essentially all are forms. Color difference apart, form is the same. Be it a negro or a white man or a brown man like an Asian. All have two eyes, two ears, one nose, two nostrils, one mouth, not two mouth, two shoulders, two lungs, one heart, two hands and five fingers to each hand. It's all common. one form. Different colors. Same building, different colors. So, which is the priority? Is it the form or its color? So, the lady is teaching here. There is no such thing as a name. There is no such thing as a race for us, for me. So, also cannot be uh, distinguished. Only by their combination. The distinctions come. The soul and the palm together bring forth certain combinations, certain qualities. So the lady is saying here, I never thought of any names till now. The farming principle, when it joins, when it builds a farm in cooperation with the soul, for facility sake a name is given. But we are associations; they say, they are all associated so deeply to the name, which is not valid beyond one travel. This name that we carry for each one of us is valid only for one voyage, meaning one life, one incarnation. There have been so many travels, so many voyages, So many journeys. Teach them we have a different. What do you do with the ticket? After you use it, you tear it out. Be it a flight ticket or a train ticket or a bus ticket.
1: Anything after
0: use, it has no value, no? So it has a limited value. What will happen to my name after I depart from this farm? You need not think of it. Whatever happens to be used railway ticket, it happens to you. A used railway ticket, what do you do? You will put it in the dustbin. Why should you associate with what is already used and is no more valid for you? This kind of a teaching, through the form, the scripture is informing all of us. Don't be. By virtue of our being together, a name comes to us. And this name is valid until we are together, the soul and the body. Not so much for us, but for the world to identify us. And then it also says, I only know to be what I am and I do not know the name, the status and so many things. The forms by themselves don't have a status. You are functioning through that form. Gives a good status or a bad status. And the soul associates with the form. The form gains some status in the world. By itself it has no status. So therefore it says, I am not aware of those things. And all these uh, palms have come through to us through the intelligences, she says. The palm that is built into which the soul enters is built by the intelligences. The great architect of the universe, that we have to say, Vishwakarma, and the number consciousness. Number consciousness is called Kapila. Palm consciousness is called Vishwakarma. The shape consciousness and the palm consciousness, along with the certain sadhyas, sadhyas means. They are the ones who conceive the higher patterns and design for these siddhās, the engineers, to build it. There are designers, there are engineers, there are architects, there are mathematicians. All those intelligences, they are given names in Sanskrit. I don't want to load you with Sanskrit names. There are mathematical equations in the body. The sense of proportions, how, how, what should be the proportion of the head to a body? What should be the proportion of
1: the hands,
0: the legs, the fingers? There is a, there is a sense of proportion. There also the shape consciousness to make it Agreeable shape consciousness number consciousness numbers uh, since we have one mouth with the two jaws and each jaw carrying sixteen dentals up in the upper jaw sixteen and dentals in the lower jaw very well arranged for all of us unless we lose them unless we lose. <laughs> unless we lose them. All are given thirty-two teeth. Sixteen in the upper jaw, sixteen in the lower
1: jaw. There is a number of
0: consciousness at all. Five fingers. Once in a way you have six fingers. But generally five fingers for the foot, five fingers for the hand, two eyes. And then unfailing doors to the windows, like the eyelids. The eyelids, they are unfailing. When there is breeze, when there is dust, automatically the doors close, so that the eyes are not affected. So all these are built by architects, by mathematicians, by designers and by engineers. And therefore, this is an assemblage of the farm. This is the assemblage, the assemblage of which results in a farm. So the farm is an assembly. There is, there is such an assembly inside, just like an automobile is assembled. If you get into an the automobile, there are so many details, very well arranged. So is the farm, which is an assemblage. Who did this assemblage? The intelligences of nature. So all of them together, constitute my parents. That's why the form is in farming. All these intelligences put together as devā, yajyantan Abhaddhan, purushan, pasam, like this, and purusha which some of you have learned, all this detail is there. It is the intelligences that cause the assembly of the farm. So to say who, if you ask who are the parents, I am at a loss. The farm is built by intelligence, And the soul, which is a product of the the energy which pervades the whole universe. So it says, why, if you ask such questions, I have no answers. The form informs. That's how when the, the two are together, only there is a name given, not otherwise. The relevance of the name is when the soul and the form are together. Otherwise, there is no relevance to the name. And so, she has answered. And then she says, yes, I agree that you are eligible to, to be, to dwell in me. But your being in me, it is comfortable to you and to me. When an eligible soul occupies the form." When a knowledgeable soul, an evolved soul, when it occupies the palm, the palm is at comfort. If not, it damages the palm. When you don't have enough knowledge how to function with the palm, we irresponsibly work with the palm and cause damage to the palm. So the palm Represented by lady in this story says, I know that you are eligible to function with me. And I know by your being with me both are joyful. Both are joyful. If if it is not joyful, what happens? The palm conditions... When you accept a lady in life with a proposal that I shall keep you happy and you keep me happy, that These are the marriage promises. I keep you happy, you keep me happy. If I don't keep you happy, I will show hell to you like that. (laughs) Same thing. This is the principle in nature. So it says the, the nature is saying, the form nature is saying, It is a mutual benefit that we are together. Not only me, all my associates. He has eleven associates, I told you yesterday. The mind and the five sense sense organs and the five organs of action, they are eleven. These eleven associates also cooperate with you, not only me. Me and my staff. We cooperate with you and give you the best comfort. <coughs> Therefore, we are most welcome to enter into it. Then, the, inc- the incarnating soul seeks what about the serpent? About the serpent. Then the ladies says the serpent is very beneficial. It helps us it helps us, it, it helps us to be together. And I explained to you the pranic principle, how it functions even during the sleep hours. It protects the soul and the form even during the sleep hours. Isn't it? Not only it enables us to sleep and relax, the breathing is on when you are asleep. And breathing has a five-fold functioning in the body. It enables the warmth to be kept up. It enables the digestion to take place. You never sleep over. All that we have taken during the day is completely digested and defecated by morning. It enables the functioning of the upper torso. It enables functioning of the lower also. It's a very friendly serpent. You need not worry about it. And our bondage is only through this serpent. Our bondage is only through this serpent. If the serpent is not happy, our bondage is in trouble. If life principle is not functioning adequately enough. We are in trouble. Who, to, who gets the trouble? The trouble the soul experiences the trouble, not the They the, the pain that we experience, if you have pain in the knee or at the neck, the neck and the knee are... are they, they don't experience anything. It is you that experience, the pain relating to neck, the pain relating to the knee, knee by itself. And why is it painful? The life flow is not good. Why life flow is not good? You haven't behaved well. That's it. With the palm. If you don't know how to function with the palm. Then slowly the palm starts giving trouble. If you function with the palm in tune with the law, how to use the five senses, how to use the five sense organs, that's important.
1: When you do not
0: know this, slowly the life principle starts from that. The serpent that is ever cooperative through your irresponsible behavior tends to be a troubling serpent. When life principle starts troubling, you have so many problems in the body. You have accumulation of gas, you have indigestion, you cannot urinate well, your heartbeat is not regular, isn't it? So many things. I don't have to tell you how many sicknesses we have We are very familiar with them. Why? Because the life principle is disturbed. Why does, why does it get disturbed? By the, act, by the thoughts and actions that we can. People do not link up the, the sicknesses to their thoughts. They do not link up their sicknesses to their speeches and actions. There is an awareness principle that functions through thought, through speech, and through action. There is a life principle that maintains the body. If the awareness principle is not at harmony, it disturbs the rhythm of the life. When the rhythm of life is disturbed, it disturbs in turn the health. When health is disturbed, it is the awareness principle that suffers. Because more you are aware, more you feel the suffering. If a stone is broken, there is no suffering, because awareness is at a low level. But if something is broken in you, you suffer a lot. The bone does not. It's you. The suffering is transformed, or uh, trans- transported, all suffering is transported to the one who causes disorder. If the eye is not functioning, who is suffering? It looks like every shining ball, but nothing appears to them. Who is suffering? The indweller is suffering. By lack of sight, by lack of hearing, by lack of taste. So all that you behave within this form, in so far as you are, we have the knowledge to relate and work with it, it does not trouble you. But when you are ignorant and you misuse or you abuse the form, then what happens is the disturbance that is caused in the form he is transported to you only, transmitted to you only. So you have to have the knowledge to relate to me, in which case you will enjoy. If you transmit disorder into me, that disorder eventually comes back to you. This information through the found, the scripture is informing the source like us that you have to relate to the world and to the farm in a manner which you have to learn before you start working with it. You have to study the manual completely before you start using a machine. Isn't it? If you know how to operate, then you can operate the machinery. Even today I know people who buy sophisticated things, they don't read the entire manual. So they don't properly operate the equipment. I know persons buying television. It offers every facility today. It can function as a laptop. It can not only just come televised programs, it can, it can offer you through YouTube, it, is, it can... It, all that the laptop does, it does. All that the mobile phone done, does, it does. So many things, so many functions, but people have no time to go through the manual. So they don't know how to operate. So their operation becomes limited when they don't know the manual. So also cameras. People buy very costly cameras they don't read the manual, they don't understand, they start operating. (coughs) So also the mobile phones that we have, I don't know where I have kept it
1: today.
0: (laughs) It's over here. It has so many things to do with it. The whole world can be contacted with it, if you know. So... When these man-made apparatus have manuals, don't you think that there is a manual for this apparatus, which is considered to be the best of the apparatus, uh, apparatus that we have in creation? Why do you jump into functioning with this apparatus, not knowing what it is? Not knowing what it is? That's why the seers say, the anatomy of body is one thing, the occult anatomy of the body is another thing. The occult anatomy relates you to the chakras, relates you to the quality of the energies that are presented in different chakras, and the synthesis it has with elements, the synthesis it has with the planets, the synthesis it has with this the sun centers and cosmic stuff. That it, that this form, the human form, is such an operator you can experience the whole universe with the help of this operator. So that's why the seers say man knows thyself. First try to know the apparatus that you have. You don't even know anything about the apparatus. So the lady is informing, if you get in, you know many more details. If you get in, you know many more details. You have seen only the apparent things which... When you stand out and look at the building, it is one thing. Isn't it?
1: When we enter and
0: eliminate it, it is, you know much more than what it is from seeing it out from outside. So the lady said, you can enter, but
1: I assume that we have
0: the knowledge. As so you claim that we have the knowledge.
1: You say you are eligible
0: to occupy this form. And I, I accept your contention and you may enter. And then experience as you wish to, and in the process, keep me also happy. Just like the horse expects the rider to keep the horse also happy. Just like an automobile, if you properly use it, it doesn't trouble you. This understanding is important that we are with the body, we are not the body. We are in the body. The body enables us to even move out of the body, provided we know how to... And while in the body, to be comfortable in the body. So all these details she gently informs. The form informs the soul. As I said, the form has a mind, and it also has its uh, chamber of buddhi. When the two are together, the self-consciousness is at work. When the two are together, the self-consciousness is at work. So therefore he, he entered into, and then as he entered he felt some kind of warmth, and he gained knowledge How to keep this warmth at all times? If it is cold, how to keep it warm? How to protect it from summer? How to protect it from winter? How to protect it from rain? How to protect it from all seasons? And he,
1: as he entered, he
0: found some more details in him. He found some more details in him. He felt that the countenance, which we call the head, the frontal part, which is open for photograph, the frontal part, he realized it to be east. He realized it to be east because awakening happens in that part of the east
1: awakening
0: happens at the forehead and then you open the eyes. So he thought that in the east he has the the countenance which we call, not the head, the countenance, that the countenance is the east and it carries the best of the awareness to start with. And from the east As the sun rises to the west, the awareness transfers itself from east to the west. In the man, the west is in Muladhara, east is in Ajna. The awakening is in the east, and it transfers itself up to the west. So he recognized the face as the east, and he also recognized it is very much in the face he has, the ability to see, to relate to the light, and to relate to the form. The eyes are meant to relate to the light of the sky. In the olden traditions, you know, when man wakes up, the first thing he does is, he looks to the sky. because it is full of light, full of light. Today, since we have, we may not have the possibility to see the sky, we look to the lamp. We look to the lamp. And then the eye enables to look to the fox. The first thing that man does as he wakes up, is to open his eyes and look to the light. So likewise he saw firstly the light in the surroundings with the help of the eyes. And he also saw next as the, the nose with the two nostrils. The nose with the two nostrils. <coughs> it enables inflow and outflow of aid, isn't it? You know, and he realized, uh, when he relates to this activity of inflow and outflow, of air, and if he gives top priority to it, he has a facility to dealing with the rest of the world. He gained such a knowledge. Svāsad-vāra sanyā does this, this work for us. This is the basis for all our pranayama practices, isn't it? You breathe in, you breathe out. If it doesn't function well, you can neither breathe in nor can you breathe out. So he felt that the principle of air the principle of air which enables the touch is functioning dispassionately. Dispassion is the quality of respiration. That's why if respiratory organs are in trouble, we are in greater trouble. From nose to the windpipe, into the lungs, the air gets in and then it gets out. For for good health, the ancient health sciences keep the nose, the windpipe and lungs as clean, as vibrant and as effective as possible. In Raja Yoga path, not so much of physical exercises are suggested. If you orient to this respiratory activity which which is happening in you, and be more and more conscious of it, and be with it for adequate duration on a daily basis, the breathing that you consciously make, Enables you to give enough circulation, effective circulation of blood in the whole system that you don't need to go extra in terms of exercise. If you sit erect and if you breathe regularly for about twenty-four minutes, what it can do is much more beneficial than the so-called gymnastics that we do. Where the rhythm of the breath is disturbed. The, in, in games, the rhythm of the breath is disturbed, but in yoga asanas it is improved. The asanas which, which are prescribed, they improve the rhythm of your <coughs> respiration, but if you play football, for some time your breath is, you gasp Sometimes it is high, sometimes it is low. In all games it is like that. that. That's why if you go to a, a teacher, he doesn't insist so much upon physical exercise. Instead, he suggests more to relate to respiration. By your devotional approach to, to this respiration which is happening in you regardless your activity. Your health is better maintained than your jogging, than your weight lifting, than are doing all that you do in the gymnasium. After this respiration, another exercise that is generally suggested is, as Master Moria said, fifteen minutes walk, he says, fifteen minutes walk during the dawn there in the book. Five minutes conscious respiration. See how, just, how generous he is, he is that he has introduced in such small doses. Fifteen minutes, not a brisk walk, because brisk walk disturbs your, the rhythm of your respiration. Don't disturb the rhythm of respiration. Today we disturb it so much, we need machines to tell us not to exceed the... the. see the machine and see that they should not walk so brisk
1: to have a high
0: heart pulsation rate. Between ninety to one-twenty, like that they say. Don't go beyond. By all that, if you make a normal walk, at a brisk. Master Mahogany doesn't suggest a, a swift sweating walk says, just a gentle walk during the morning hours, Fifteen minutes without disturbing, without disturbing your rhythm of the respiration. Then follow it right up. By five minutes respiratory observation sitting quiet. Twenty minutes is... That's enough. He says, trust me, that's how we, that's how we manage the health of our body. <coughs> how beautiful it is. It sheds it a big load from your head that you have to walk this much, you have to walk that much. You have to find uh, <coughs> hours together to do these exercises. In the Raja Yoga path they suggest Twenty-four minutes of breathing, that's all. When you get to Hatha yoga, you have asanas. In Raja yoga path, asanas, no physical exercises, just a quiet walk in the morning. No talking, just a quiet walk. Talking comes when there is someone by your side, you know. Most of the walks are saki-walkies, walkie-talkies. If you go in the morning to the beach, there is a lot of walkie happening. So no talk, just be in the nature. Have a, what you call a stroll, meaning your normal rhythm of walk for fifteen minutes so that all your limbs are moved in a normal way. Then sit down for five minutes. Sit down for five minutes. Keep your back erect. Breathe in as much as you can. And breathe out as much as you can. As much as you breathe in, so much you breathe out. Just do it for five minutes. That's enough.
1: when we are in the
0: body but we do not so much care for our respiration unless it troubles us. Unless the respiration troubles us we don't care for it. Then we have cold and in the night when you cannot breathe then you think of it Because it disturbs your sleep. But a student of yoga is strongly recommended to keep his respiratory apparatus as clean and vibrant and strong as possible. <coughs> That's the clue to the health, number one. Number two, this, this scripture, Bhagavata says, this is the mendicant in you. This is the mendicant in you. It's the sannyasi in you. Sannyasi." You don't
1: find that expression in any other
0: scripture. When in the sense it minds its job, it is unconcerned about anything else. It is unconcerned about anything. Whether you are in the cinema theatre, or in the, you are in the mall, or in your bureau, or you are at home, or you are at the dining table, or you are taking shower, you may do anything and everything. It minds its business. It minds its business. It's an intelligence of great consequence. Very great consequence. Nose is not given so much importance. It is only used mostly to sneeze. (laughs) <laughs> hmm? And we have enough... We carry enough tissue paper. Noses meant for cold for us. And we keep on sneezing. But why should they allow that situation to prevail? If you make full breathing... I close this today with this. If you make full breathing... It develops enough resistance in the body. The scriptures say that the humans do not breathe even one-fourth of their
1: capacity.
0: We do not breathe even one-fourth of our capacity. There is extra capacity for the lung. Like in the liver. We don't use all that liver. Just a very small portion of the liver is
1: used.
0: So don't think of the liver now, think of the respiration. So if you, if you consciously respire and work with it, it tones up the whole system, because you are working with the serpent, the serpent which is very beneficial. <coughs> It enables the inflow and outflow of air, also strengthens the other three dimensions of the air, the fivefold air, fivefold pulsations. They are all strengthened. (coughs) So he found it that this is very important to function. Then down below he found a great facility, the mouth. It is said in scripture, the mouth, the mouth is the most important, as important as the nose, as important as the eyes. Because it is through that you nourish the whole system. It is called the fireplace. It's called the fireplace. It also carries in it the tongue, which has the faculty of taste. Taste of life depends upon the taste that your tongue has. Is life tasty or not so tasty or distasteful? Depends upon the health of the tongue. If you have a healthy tongue, it has enough fire and enough taste that it enables you to take and digest food in a very good way. That's why in the olden days, if you approach a physician, he always examined the eyes and he examined the tongue. Today nobody bothers. They also do not care about the human constitution. In the olden days, the first thing, the doctor says, open your mouth, And show me the tongue. Today, if the people show the tongue, the doctor will feel feel disturbed. (laughs) The tongue should be ensured to be as clean as possible. It should not be allowed to smell. The mouth should not be allowed to smell. After the food, therefore, a wash is important. For wash, what is important? Is it colgate? All kinds of toothpaste, tooth powders. But yoga says a conscious gargling of drinking water, you know. If you take mouthful of water, gargle it, and then throw out. Like that, if you do three times, it is much better than using some kind of a... Uh, chemicals in the mouth to clean the mouth. And you don't have to eat all the time some mint. You know, people use a lot of mint. Or spray in the mouth. By this you are only suppressing. If you open your mouth, people around you should not feel the smell. If, if smell comes to your mouth, of food or any other order, you are not healthy. How to ensure that you have a non-smelling mouth? Gargle water every time you eat. After eating, take a minute's time, three times, go to the wash basin, take water, gargle it and then put it up. These are all natural methods, as existed right from the beginning of the health systems on the planet. And this is also found to be the fiery place. It also is found to be carrying the roots of various sciences of knowledge. The sixteen roots that we have, in the upper jaw. The sixteen roots in the upper jaw of the mouth contain sixteen occult sciences in it. And you can activate them by appropriate utterances of the sound, by appropriate utterance of the sound. To make an appropriate utterance of sound, there are there is an arrangement in the upper jaw. That's why it is said you have to keep your teeth intact. You can't lose them. And you can't kill the roots that hold the teeth by adapting to root canals. By that you are killing the possibility of knowledge. These are all things which are said about human constitution. There is a responsibility to maintain the eyes. There is a responsibility to maintain the functioning of the nose. There is a responsibility to relate to the mouth. It enables intake of food. If mouth is not healthy, the food is already polluted in the mouth. Healthy food with unhealthy mouth, healthy food. With unhealthy mouth, it transforms food into unhealthy state, even at the point of your gulping. <laughs> the citizen who entered into the body started finding such details. And then he found on either side of the east, the countenance is the east, to the right it is south, to the left it is north. If you stand to the east, there are all. If you stand to the east, to the left is north, to the right is south. So he has one eye, found one eye to the south, one eye, uh, sorry, one ear to the south, one ear to the north. And he is trying to understand why they are arranged like that. Why are they arranged like that? Why can't be in another manner? Then he, by contemplation, came to know that the south enables him to receive the communications from the devas called pitris. And then the north enables you to receive the communications from that of the solar devas. Devas and Pitrīs. Left eye, left ear enables you to gain wisdom coming from the devic kingdom. Left ear is therefore very important. Right ear enables us to listen to the Pitrīs which give us information about formation. Pitrīs are intelligences which, which give the science of formation. Devas give the information relating to cosmos, the cosmic solar planetary systems, how to relate to them, the knowledge relating to it. That's why the, the two years are said to be the source of knowledge. That's why years are preceded by Jupiter. The years are preceded by Jupiter, Guraspathy. The nose is preceded by the twin gods, twin gods, Mitra and Varna. The two eyes are preceded by the solar and lunar energies. <coughs> so the resident realized that he has facility to relate to solely lunar energy, to relate to the aswins. to to relate to the fire which exists in us as a digestive principle, a vitalizing principle. And he realized burhaspat, agni in the mouth, vāyu, air in the nose with the twin god, lunar principle with the eyes, Jupiter doing double function, informing about the formations and informing about the light. That's how he found in the head. The importance of the seven orifices will continue in the afternoon because he is learning the manual now. After after informing himself with the manual, then we have to see how he functions. Knowledge is one thing but functioning is another thing. Now. So that we can continue. Thank you.